Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast for the latest Indiana farm news, markets, and weather. I'm Andy Eubank, and the Hat Podcast for the 22nd of November is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. Online, they're at ffbt.com. Coming up in Indiana Farm News, a Southern Indiana cattleman is leading the Cattlemen's Beef Board nationally. Also, early registration is underway for Commodity Classic, set for March in Orlando. The markets yesterday mixed with soybeans higher. We have analysis with John Zanker and Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says continued warm for the most part through the weekend. Those details on the way on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. Yes. (laughs) To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. You can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably against your will, I'm guessing. And, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. (laughs) I think you meant to say that's fertilizer, right? Staying on topic. Listen now on all platforms. A boilermaker on the Cattlemen's Beef Board and gearing up for spring break in Orlando with Commodity Classic. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, and this is Hoosier Ag Today News, brought to you by the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team. You work hard to take care of your farm and your family. Take care of yourself and your mental health so you can care for others. Visit extension.purdue.edu slash farmstress. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Watch out, Tony Romo. That's a big, deep, booming voice that I could hear take over that campaign someday. And it's the voice of Norman Voiles Jr., chair of the Cattlemen's Beef Board. Voiles operates a seventh-generation grain and beef cattle farm in south-central Indiana, near Martinsville, with his brother and son. Voiles previously served as the president of the Indiana Beef Cattle Association and was appointed to serve on the Cattlemen's Beef Board by Ag Secretary Vilsack in 2017 and then reappointed by former Ag Secretary Purdue in 2020. Kind of the reason that I really felt like being involved with the Cattlemen's Beef Board is I represent every producer at every level in the country. They don't have to buy a membership to be involved. I'm responsible for the dollars that 4-H'er spends on their show calf. I'm also responsible for the dollars that feedlot operators that they put in. Let's just make sure that it's being spent in a fiscally responsible way to help promote beef. Voiles says they have a return on investment study done every five years, and the results are very positive. That study showed that uh, nearly $12 was returned to the cattle industry for every dollar invested from the beef checkoff. So if you're trying to figure out what's for dinner tonight... Beef! It's what's for dinner. Yes, Norman, we heard you the first time. He can point you to his two favorites. A really good hamburger. It's hard to beat. I really like hamburgers. And then I am a prime rib guy. Medium rare, prime rib, a little bit of horseradish sauce, some odd juice with it, and big old baked potato. That's hard to beat. Hear my full interview with Voiles at HoosierAgToday.com. 
I know we have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up here very shortly, but it might be time now to start thinking about Spring Break 2023 and Commodity Classic coming up in March. C.J. Miller reports how early registration is already underway for the annual event. We're going to have a fantastic show down in Orlando. And that's Neil Kasky with the National Corn Growers Association, one of the organizations that puts together the annual Commodity Classic Convention. This year, the event is March 9th through the 11th at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando. Last year, we had over 8,000 attendees that made the trip down to New Orleans, and this show down in Orlando is going to be even better and so we're excited about all the the educational opportunities that will be uh, available at Commodity Classic and and this show is just going to be unmatched. Neil says the highlight of Commodity Classic is the trade show. The new technology, all the the innovations that our exhibitors are releasing and so there's always something new to explore and, and learn more about there. He also says the event will feature guest speakers and seminars focusing on the ag industry. Hundreds of learning sessions so for folks that want to learn more about sustainability, any of the climate smart agriculture, you know, whether it's input, so they're just trying to learn from other growers on how they're running their farm. With the event in Orlando coming up in March, Neil says you could make the events part of your family's spring break plans. So we're about a mile from Universal Studios and a couple miles up the road from all the Disney properties. And so I do a little bit of learning and then finish off the day uh, having a little bit of fun in one of the parks that Orlando is, is famous for. Early registration is going on now through January 20th. For more information, visit commodityclassic.com. I'm CJ Miller. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Who's your ag today? Indiana's Farm Network. Have you ever considered a career in agriculture? There are dozens of agribusinesses that have opportunities to work in this exciting field. These are high-paying positions with on-the-job training and advancement. On December 15th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Grand Park in Westfield, Indiana, these companies will be on hand for the Indiana Ag Career Fair. Come talk with these organizations. Then walk the show floor of the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo and experience the world of agribusiness. December 15th at Grand Park in Westfield. More details at indianafarmexpo.com. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Got a nice set of weather conditions today and tomorrow, honestly, in our lead up to Thanksgiving. Sunshine, mild temperatures, and we're looking at dry weather. That's not a problem at all here. Honestly, we're going to kick off Thanksgiving with kind of the same start. Thanksgiving is going to be sunny and mild for the morning and midday hours. Clouds increasing in the afternoon. Rain shows up in southern Indiana by the time we get to sunset, lifting northeast across the rest of the state overnight. And then we see liquid continue or moisture continue on through Friday. At this point, it looks to me like we're going to be looking at anywhere from a quarter to one inch of liquid equivalent. The question is, how does precipitation end? Does it switch over to snow on the backside of the low? Friday afternoon into Friday night. That will be the big thing to watch for after it is done here, though. So uh, sunrise Saturday morning, we're going to be getting right back to the warmer air. We are warm all weekend, the 26th and 27th. Seeing a slight cool down Monday the 28th into Tuesday the 29th, but warm air comes back for the 30th and the 1st. For that flip over into December, we do have a frontal boundary coming through that likely brings us anywhere from a tenth to half an inch of rain. Yep, rain, but then we cool down dramatically behind it yet again. 
That's a look at your forecast update. Have a great rest of your day. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Harvest means early mornings, late nights, and long days in the field. While you're out there each day until the last pass is made and the job is done, know that your friends at Farm Credit Mid-America see your hard work and appreciate all of your long hours. We know that harvest is a busy season for you, but when you need a lender that can rise with you, give us a call at 800-444-FARM. This fall, we rise together. Subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. Mixed grain and oilseed markets to open the new and holiday-shortened week. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Farm Market Review. It's brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct with quality seed, free delivery, personalized service, and local research data along with published prices. There's more at SeedGeneticsDirect.com. Corn and wheat down, soybean market up, and we have the numbers coming up. First, though, market analysis, which I secured at the end of trade Monday with John Zanker at Risk Management Commodities. John, the markets through the trading session did pair the losses, even in the case of soybeans, going to a higher move and ending up that way as well. But under some pressure, certainly a very strong dollar index, a part of that. It was, though, a rather volatile day when you look at many markets, including crude oil and the grain and oil seeds. Well, I was just looking at the crude oil before you called, Andy, and we 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 had the nearby crude contract down to 7508, which uh, was just about the lowest tick of the year. So uh, that was interesting, and and now we've bounced back to the uh, $80 level, and what happened was, uh, all that I could pick up was that uh, OPEC was meeting, and there was a rumor that maybe they were going to look at expanding production after cutting it back this last time, and that helped push crude down to the 75 area, and then uh, Saudi uh, the Saudis... Uh, threw some cold water on that deal and boom back up to eighty dollars we are so it'll see it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds here in the next few days but uh um a break to the 75 dollar level good for consumers not necessarily uh, the best thing for corn prices and ethanol of course so what was the effect then potentially anyway on monday of that move in corn and the other grains well that that bounce in crude, uh, led also to a bounce in corn. We came uh, well off the lows. Uh, we're kind of back in the mid-range now. Soybeans, 18 cents off the session low for the January contract. So uh, that's a positive. We had some really good exports uh, shipments for soybeans at uh, oh, at 85.6 million, which was the fourth highest number of the fall. Uh, corn, typically poor at 19.5 wheat at 10.3 so um we did uh, we did get some help for soybeans on that report but that was about it overall demand picture what does it look like right now and i don't believe it's very good in corn and that's a continuation of the norm or the pattern uh, soybeans a bit better though soybeans actually look pretty good i've been concerned about the export pace for soybeans uh for quite a few weeks uh, going back to the middle of last summer pretty disappointing summer uh early start was disappointing as well some of that was due to low water on the lower mississippi uh but the sales uh just weren't on the books for anything huge this fall but we've picked that pace up the last few weeks we're we're, we're behind where we would like to be uh 
the pace is suggesting it will come up short of what the USDA is currently suggesting, but that will be determined largely, Andy, on what kind of weather we see in Brazil. Uh, currently, Brazil's weather is has been pretty good, but it's only late November, and we never make a <laughs> or break a soybean crop even in December. So we still have a lot of time on that. Um, but uh, corn, uh, terrible. I mean, just absolutely terrible export sales, terrible shipments. Uh, at this pace, uh, we'll be likely to come within 350 to 400 million bushels uh, of that current USDA estimate. So that's a very big concern. We're still at a major uh, premium price-wise to the Brazilians, and and uh, that's really took a lot of bushels away from us. What does it appear that the farmer selling pace is looking like? at the moment? Well, despite the poor demand, and, and again, ethanol, uh, decent, not spectacular, short of where we would like it to be. Uh, exports certainly terrible. Uh, we only have a three cent carry between the December and the March contracts. So uh, I mentioned it in this morning's comments that uh, that tells me the producer holding is still pretty firm. Uh, there are areas in the Corn Belt uh, and on the Eastern Coast basis has really made a sharp move and uh it tells us the farmer is is has been pretty tight and i think that will continue into uh the end of the year into the first of the year uh, unless we got a big price spike for whatever reason john's anchor risk management commodities the number there is 866-837-9027 john will join mike silver of kokomo grain for a market discussion on our seminar stage at the indiana farm expo december the 14th a wednesday hope you can join us at grand park in westfield indiana final numbers now the corn market down most of the day and december finishes eight and a quarter lower at six 59 and a half march 663 and a half down six and a half cents up in beans eight and a half better jan and march contracts january 1436 and three quarters march 1441 and three quarters and december wheat 799 and a quarter off four cents the meats up february live cattle 156 72 up 87 february lean hogs up 60 at 9015 I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network.